Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 23 of Season 4 Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com, When Harry Met Sally, One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Brett Stillo of Hello. Of many things. Oh, of Hello. Many things. Yeah, <laughs> you you right. had me at Hello. There you go. Sorry, I, 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 I <laughs> upstaged you. You were setting it. You, were, you didn't upstage I... me. It's fine. You don't want people to okay, know where, what, what podcasts you used to be on. That That's fine. You know, the, they'll have to listen <laughs> to the end of the episode and hear that, you know, and hear that you're from, that you that you did two of these shows on your uh, in the past, Five Minutes of Bonsai and Five Minutes of Trouble. So there you go. I, I was on, though. Thank you for reminding me. You're just the, causing a lot of trouble with your bonsais. I am. My bonsais are causing trouble. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. I, my, I apologize for my bonsais. There you go. <laughs> um, and, and may I say, uh, I don't know if, if this is appropriate or inappropriate, but considering the movie we're talking about, Happy Hump Day. Yes, yes, that is true. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. We'll get there. We're on our job. Okay, so to throw that one out. That's fine. It's the first day of February. So tomorrow we have Groundhog Day. There you go. Uh, um, <laughs> so minute 23 begins with Harry continuing to still try and explain himself and ends with a man remembering Roberta. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we, we ended things yesterday. Uh, Harry and Sally are on the people mover in uh, Washington. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. you you mentioned that you think that this is in Dulles, or maybe it was National. I don't, I don't remember which which airport it is. Doesn't really make a difference. Uh, they're they're in Washington. <laughs> they're doing this one one tracking shot, you know, of the two of them on this people mover, and the the conversation continues today. So Harry was trying to explain, you know, the the fallacy of his uh, previous notion that men and women. Uh, don't need to be friends, can be friends if they're in a relationship with someone else. And then he went through all the motions of, of basically figuring out that, okay, that's not true. <laughs> so today, basically, he, he continues with that and goes, the person you're involved with then accuses you of being secretly att- attracted to the person you're just being friends with, which we probably are. I mean, come on, who the hell are we kidding? Let's face it. Which brings us back to the earlier rule before the amendment, which is men and women can't be friends. So where does that leave us? <laughs> and, you know, we, we talked about this yesterday. Harry is just talking for the sake of talking. He doesn't care if anyone's listening or not. You know, he wants to, to, to give off his wisdom about, you know, uh, about about the way things work in life. Who knows? And Sally d- does her best to to try and get away from him. But she, she feels that yeah. she's like stuck in this walkway behind him. <laughs> you know, she you know, she's stuck behind other people, and and uh, you know, she at some point tries to speed up, and he still catches up to her. Doesn't really make a difference. And and Harry is whether he's I don't know if, if if it's a good thing to say that Harry is clueless about this. He might notice it, but he just doesn't care. I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. It's not it's not that he doesn't know that this is going on, but who cares? You know, I, I still am going to, you know, try and get her, try and go after her, whatever it is. And then Sally turns to him and goes, Harry, what? Goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then it's great because they both continue to walk 
you know, they're, they're not looking at one another, but they're, they're continuing on their journey, you know, on this people mover. And they, they actually have them both doing that for, for nearly 10 seconds, which, which, you know, when you, when you're, when you're dissecting a movie the way we are one minute at a time, 10 seconds is a long time. Yeah. You know, to, to do that, you think it would be a little, little shorter, but it's not. And, and then at a certain point, Sally looks at him very sternly and Harry goes, I'll just stop walking. I'll let you go ahead. <laughs> and he stops yeah. and she continues to, to, to walk. And she's like shaking her head in disbelief, you know, as you know, she, she's like, I can't believe I just, you know, wasted time talking to this guy on the plane. I can't believe I just wasted time, you know, listening to him talk my ear off as I'm walking down, you know, this, this people mover. Yeah. And she's like, I'm finally yeah. glad to be, be rid of him. Yeah. Here's this guy. Here's this, I, I am cursed with this guy from five years ago. He is an albatross. Um, I, I would just, yeah, maybe add, uh, yeah, that's a, a wonderful, uh, long, awkward silence that they have. And, you know, just that added irony of it's on a people yes. mover. Well, no, because because <laughs> oh, okay. I, I think the, the the point of having it on a people mover is the fact that neither one of them has anywhere to go. You know, you can't yeah. you can't yeah. go back and you can't go forward, and you can't go to the side. So the only thing you can do is is continue along you know the lane that type of thing, which which makes it you know funnier to watch them have this conversation because if they were just walking anywhere else, so Sally would just either stop or go into the restroom or, or something like that here. There's, there's no, she has no exit. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a nice little also testimony just to the, the talents of the two principal actors and the director that, uh, you know, it's, it's nicely timed. It's nicely choreographed. It's, it's a, it's a great, awkward moment that is it's kind of it's reminiscent of a later scene um that they have that's uh awkward where they're you know that's it's uh the dinner sequence and there's a there's an awkward silence there right. so um just it's yeah uh these three people know uh they are they are in really good sync with one another yeah I mean, one of the things that we're talking about, I mentioned, you know, yesterday about the fact that they, they discussed this a little bit on the commentary about the fact that the commentary has Rob Reiner, Nora Ephron and Billy Crystal. And it, it's really fascinating to listen to anyone who gets a chance. You should try and listen to to their conversations about the whole thing because they, they, they give us a lot of insight into everything going on in the movie and a lot of times where certain ideas came from, you know, that type of thing. And, and they also seem like they're just having a blast mm -hmm. sitting and watching the movie and talking together you know, about the whole thing. And basically, you know, one of the things that they talk about is, is that they, they say that, that most people think that when you're shooting a scene like this, it's a simple scene to shoot, but it's much more difficult because you, you have to get the timing exactly right. And then Billy Crystal even chimed in and said, even the dialogue you have to get right because you have to know, you have to pace it properly so that um, mm -hmm. there's still time for them to, to continue walking afterwards and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, a lot of, of dialogue for, for Billy Crystal to, to remember here because, you know, Meg Ryan doesn't have as many lines over, you know, this, this sequence, you know, most of her lines are Harry mm -hmm. or stop it or, you know, yes, no, 
things like that. But he has, you know, long paragraphs that he needed to remember in order to to do this. And, you know, as we know, Billy Crystal is an amazing comedic actor. So he's able to to do this really well. He's able to, you know, uh, give give dialogue at possibly a, a, a faster speed than one might expect. You know, so, you know, and we mentioned the fact that, that, you know, this is one of the first movies where he's also the lead. So my assumption yeah. is, is he, this is probably the most dialogue he ever had, you know, for a character uh, in any particular, you know, setting up until then, unless he worked on, on, on uh, Broadway or something like that, that, that I'm not aware of. But, you know, if he, if he did a, if he did a play, then okay, he would need to know a little bit more. But I don't know. True. Don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, again, just, yeah, just three people really working well, um, making it look yes. easy. Yes. I, I, it's interesting because, I mean, I don't know what year they, they did the, the commentary on it. My assumption is that it was probably like the 20 or 25th anniversary. I'm trying to remember, you know, what, when the DVD is actually, you know, was made, but, but mm -hmm. there, well, actually, I think Nora, didn't Nora Ephron die in 2015, if I remember correctly? I don't remember. What, uh... Around there, I think, yeah, I think it might have been 2011 or 2012. Okay, right. I was, I, I was thinking, um, still, I was thinking yeah. that at first. My, my first thought was 2012, and I was like, no, nah, I don't think that, that's too. But you're right. It is 2012. So, right. So she's, she's now been gone 11 years, you know, as of, as of, uh, you know, as of this, this, uh, recording here but so 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 then again it must so it must have been the 20th anniversary that that they did this that, you know or maybe before because they talk about iphones so i'm, I'm trying to think of i'm ah. trying to think of of you know whether iphones were were as popular you know in the aughts as they became afterwards you know it's i, I know they had them i'm not saying they didn't have them but the question is whether they were as popular, but we'll, we'll get to that later in the week. I'll, I'll mention why they mentioned about iPhones, why that came up, but interesting. But the idea here is that, you know, the, the, the three of them still have fresh memories of the movie, you know, when they're sitting and talking about it. So if it's 15, 20 years afterwards, you know, to still have fresh memories is great, you know, for them to say, Oh, I remember we did this. I remember we did that. I remember, you know, the way that, that, that this scene was filmed. And things like that. So yeah, that's uh, great, great, great to listen to if you if you get a chance. So then the the scene changes and we get our third documentary couple of the movie. Um, now, just I, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Brad. I've mentioned it uh, beforehand. Um, these are actors telling real stories. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. You yeah. know, Rob Reiner went and collected real stories of people he knew or encountered over the years that had strange, um, uh, I guess you can say, uh, relationship stories like these. And he collected all them and mm -hmm. he originally started filming them with the real people and then realized that you need actors. <laughs> the makes. Yeah, it makes sense. sense. You know, I, 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 that, that does make me wonder if any of the little 
how would you call them mm -hmm. testimonials but you know the, these these couple stories if any of them might have been the real people no because, no i mean from, what, know, from I, my understanding is is none of them are you know they're they're all based okay. on real stories and the first one was based on the uh one of the producers of the movie alan horn his his parents you know that was the first story okay. I, I have not been able to find out who told over these other stories you know that that i haven't been able to okay. tell. so so yeah but uh, yeah I, yeah i yeah but i did read that that it was uh real stories but uh, presented by actors <laughs> presented by actors and it's funny couple three this is the only one it's particularly the husband that they, there's something about the way he's delivering the line. It's a little, well, it's more like he's delivering lines. Everybody else seems very natural and very realistic. And it just seems like a genuine kind of an interview. But to say, he's, you know, there's something a little theatrical about, you know, he's bobbing his head. And well, uh, I like I the, the way, way that they make it that he seems forgetful about all these things, that there's so much data for him to remember. He can't remember, yeah. you know, that type of thing. You know, so, I mean, this the, the actor is 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 named uh, Al Christie, who whose Christie, full name okay. uh, was Albert Christopher Ladisich, L-A-D-E-S-I-C-H. He was born on September 7th, 1918 in Kansas City, and he passed away on March 3rd, 1995 in Kansas City. Uh, so, okay. you know, he, he was uh, 77 when he passed away. Uh, or seventy six. Okay. Right. And I was like thinking about the fact of, of how old they, they were when they filmed this. So he was he was about 70 when they filmed this. You know, uh -huh. and um, he he only he doesn't have that many uh, credits on IMDb. He has four, 14 acting credits, uh, which uh, you, you it, it it goes for par with with the other documentary actors that we've been dealing with up until now. They're they're mostly people that you wouldn't recognize from anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. So he has he has 14 acting credits, and his wife is played by an actress named Frances Cheney who was born in 1915, July 23rd, 1915, in, uh, in Odessa, which was uh, part, oh, part of the Russian Empire, but it's now uh, part of the Ukraine. And she passed away on November 23rd, 2004, of Alzheimer's. Hmm. Okay. Her, okay. her real name is Fania Lipitz. So it makes, Fania. Makes, it. makes you wonder why she changed her name to Frances Cheney. You know, uh, <laughs> don't know. She passed away at the age of 89 in 2004. Uh, she also doesn't have very many credits. She has 18 acting credits on uh, on IMDb. Uh, two of them are Law and Order episodes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. So, okay. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that kind of like New York actors, uh, you know, stage work. It's kind of, yeah, I kind of just made that assumption. Um, but I feel like maybe yeah. even... She was actually I, married to a famous uh, blacklisted writer uh, oh. who was part of the Hollywood 10, Ring Lardner Jr. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Ring Lardner Jr. Okay, so there's a connection. Um, 
Yeah, Ring Lardner Jr. I, I'm yeah. familiar with his work. So, and she's the the former mother-in-law of Tommy Lee Jones. Wow. Ah, okay. I don't. I love stuff like this. Her I love her stuff. her daughter uh, Kate Lardner was was married to Tommy Lee Jones. Wow. Ah, that you know that okay. That I think I'd I'd come across the the Lardner Jones connection. Yeah, they were they were married from 1971 to 1978. Okay. Um, All right. So, but uh but yeah, there's just something about I mean, it's not it's it's not bad. It's funny because he he's able to kind of convey the the confusion and she does a great job of of like yeah, reminding him then it was this, no it was that. Right. But oh, well, let's let's just quickly go through the dialogue here. So, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll that. So, that'd be fun. So he goes, we were married 40 years ago. We were married three years. We got a divorce. Then I married Marjorie. And then the wife interjects and goes, but first you live with Barbara. Right. Barbara. But I didn't marry Barbara. I married Marjorie. And then she goes, then you got a divorce. Right. Then I married Katie. Another divorce. Then a couple years later at Eddie, Eddie Caliccio's funeral, I ran into her. I was some girl. I don't even remember her name. Roberta. Right. Roberta. <laughs> so, I mean, I like the fact that they make it seem, you know, that, that, that he's so forgetful. I mean, this is a guy who, according to the story, you know, uh, was either married or living with uh, like five different women over the course of these, you know, 40 years. You know, yeah. he, he doesn't look like a ladies man, but apparently, according to the story, he is, you know, which, yeah. which works. You know, <laughs> yeah. And just the, you know. It is. It is a great story. You know, tomorrow we'll hear the rest of the story of how it all works. But, but yeah, it's it's just interesting to, you know, that that she has to remind him of how, you know, of of how the story goes and who he was with and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it it could be no, from the yeah. from the perspective, you know, that that uh, you know our wives or significant others are always the ones who will remind us of things that we don't necessarily want to remember. You know, <laughs> yeah. So and... it's possible that that's what's going on here. And I, I just love the little detail of Eddie Caliccio's funeral. Yes. This movie could only take place in New York because that's the only place in the world where you could go to Eddie Caliccio's funeral. Well, we'll, we'll get so there. There's... We'll get there in a second. We'll get there in a second. We will. So will. so let's let's start off with let, let's go through the names. So we have the name Marjorie. OK. Yeah. Do, do you know uh, what the name Marjorie means? Uh, a maker of margarine. Um, it's a very good guess. That is a very good guess. <laughs> so, uh, no, I do not know. It's, it's derived from the name Margaret, uh, okay. which which means pearl. Okay. Okay. There are numerous different spellings and different uh, you know variations on the name itself. Um, the name came from from the the French, uh, which that came from the Latin Margarita, which means pearl. Okay. Right. And uh, apparently after the Middle Ages, the, the name became very rare. But during the 19th century, it uh, was revived. So now there, I mean, I, I, I was able to find four pages of names of famous Marjories, but we're not going to go into them. The only one I wanted to mention is is the final one on the list, which is Marge Simpson. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's the, 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 you know that, that's the one that really stuck out for me here. <laughs> As, as well it should yes of course the, the, the greatest of all margins yes apparently um then the next name we get is barbara 
So do you know what uh, Barbara means? No, I, I, I do not. Okay, so Barbara actually means stranger or foreigner. Interesting. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, is this possibly a derivative of barbarian? Uh, maybe. I never thought of that. It could be. I didn't. I no, didn't. Even, yeah. I didn't even think about that either. And in uh, Roman Catholicism and Greek Orthodox tradition, there is a Saint Barbara who okay. was martyred by her father, who was then punished with death by lightning. So Saint Barbara is a protectorist against fire and lightning. Um, and early Christians occasionally referred to themselves as barbarians in opposition to the pagan Romans and God and, and Greeks. So, so there okay. you go. That there's so, our connection. There's the okay. connection. Yeah. Um, today the name is mostly used in uh, Chile, the Czech Republic, Estonia, Georgia, Hungary, Poland, Slovakia, and Russian. Um, it used to be v more popular in English speaking countries in the first half of the 20th century. Um, yeah. But uh, it's it's not used as much uh, in the U.S. I mean, my mother's middle name is Barbara, and she was born in the 40s. So, again, that goes with the, the timeline of, you know, what we were talking about earlier this week when we were talking about, uh, you know, your, your, your mother-in-law's name. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it fits Hel in there. Helen, exactly. Yeah, Helen and Barbara. There you go. Yeah. Um, exactly. In yeah. Italy, the name Barbara was very popular during the 1970s. And it was between 1969 and 1977, it was a top 10 name given to, to girls born during that time. And it in 1971, it even was the number two. Do you, you have any idea what, wow. what the number one uh, baby girl name might have been in Italy in 1971? Any guess? I'm, I'm going to say Sophia. Uh, you're very close. It's Maria. So. Ah, okay. Right. No, that, and that's a, that's a that's a classic Mother Mary. Oh, could be. I I don't know. I, when I hear Maria, I think of West Side Story. But you know that that's just exactly. <laughs> which which is not Italian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. you're right. Um, then the the next name that comes up here is Katie. All right. Do you do you know okay. what uh, uh, Katie possibly? Uh, uh, what it, what it stands for? What's what's it short for? Uh, uh, I imagine it's it is a. Uh, I am I am thinking perhaps it is a uh, shortened slang version of Catherine. Uh, yes, that is a what, mm -hmm. the popular be, conception. It can but be I, used I, uh, as a shortened version of Catherine, Kate, Caitlin, Kathleen, Katie, um, and uh, it could also be used on its own. Uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Uh, yeah, many variations. Uh, I, I, I'm going to nerd out. In the script, is it Katie with a K or Katie? It is Katie with a K, if I remember correctly. Um, well, again, we, we the script is there are differences here, which we'll, we'll get to when we get to you know at the end of this minute. There there are numerous uh, differences in the way that this whole scene plays out. But uh, Katie is spelled with a K in the script and in the, the subtitles. Okay. Okay. Um, so if, if we want to talk about what it, what it means, um, 
it means pure. Uh, you know, Catherine uh, comes from the Greek word katheros, which means poor, uh, pure, mm -hmm. not poor, pure. <laughs> Oops. Pure, P-U-R-E. <laughs> right. So then the, the, the last thing I wanted to, to check out was uh, the, the name uh, Calicio. You know, I, I, ah. I, I just, I never, I've never heard this name anywhere else besides in this movie. Okay. Do do you know where the origin of the the name Calicio comes from? I, I you know, I'm gonna say it is not Italian but Sicilian. Wow. Boom. Bingo. Yeah. You got it. You got it, Brett. It's. I I never would have thought about yeah, that. Yeah. There's. I I can't put my finger on it, but it's and it's taken me years. But um, and you know, if you ever if you ever talk to a proud Sicilian, they will they very much will point out that that's Italy. This is Sicily, different places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something correct. about, there's, there's something about Sicilian names that just sound a little different. You know, Corleone. Um, there you yeah, go. that's, I there probably, there's probably somebody who's done a, a paper on the, uh, the grammar involved in it. But yeah, I had a feeling it was just a Sicilian, uh, You're right. and the, the, the name goes all the way back to the 10th, or and 11th centuries in Sicily. Well, I, Eddie couldn't have been that old, though. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think... But again, he he wasn't in he he wasn't living in no, Sicily at the time. Sorry, you know, you, you, you imagine a, a a New Yorker. But wow, I'm impressed. You you went and and looked up the Calicio name, and well, because because it just it really stood out. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. Yeah. You know, when, you know, it's not, it's not a name that, that makes it like this guy. Do you think he, do you think this, this character is meant to be Sicilian or just, you know, he's, he's in the melting pot of, of New York. I'm, so it doesn't really make a I'm difference. I'm slightly disappointed that he was born in Kansas city. Cause I just assumed Al was like, Oh yeah. He just, <laughs> he just looks like one of those, you know, like born in New York stage actors. And I, you know, when I was watching this clip, you know, and I've said before, he seemed of of all of them, he seems the most like an actor. And I thought, well, maybe I seen him in a commercial. You could, he has that kind of, he's got a mug, right? You could easily see him doing a, you know, a Pepto Bismol commercial yeah. in the seventies or something like that. Or, you know, on <laughs> a pair, imagine he's, you know, he did a fair share of theater. So, um, yeah, he just, he just kind of like, he had the look and attitude, um, and even the tone. He sounded like a New Yorker, you know. That's yeah. Eddie Colicio's funeral, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, he just. I mean, it hasn't come up yet. But, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a lifelong Californian. It's kind of just fate. Never even been to New York, but I I do have a sort of a fascination with the place. So to me, New Yorkers. Are a are like a, a race unto themselves, you know. It's like <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if if like you're a New Yorker from from Sicily or you came over from Russia or, or you know you lived in China. You're you're a New Yorker, yeah. you know. It is its own you know energy and personality. So mm -hmm. uh, he just yeah he just seems like he is he is born and bred New York, and uh, that's Al. Yeah. Okay. That that works. Um, I mean, I love the way that his wife keeps interrupting him throughout the, 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 you know, the story, 
You know, yeah. she's she's basically. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow the the rest of the story. But she's basically. You can say that she's earned the right to constantly correct him. You know, by the, by the way she does it. You know, she yeah. she remembers who all of these women were. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's more or less. That's more or less what she's reminding him of of all of these uh, quote unquote mistakes that that she feels he's made uh, over the course of time. You know, you never know. So, do you have anything you wanted to say? Uh, about this minute before we get into the script. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, one, one little funny tidbit, because, you know, folks, when we will watch these minutes and we'll watch them and we'll rewatch them and we start to see things that may not be present. But, you know, at, at one point, uh, as I was watching this minute, you know, they have extras on the people mover. And there's this one guy at about, I think, second five. And he looks like Arthur Ashe, the, the tennis great. I know it's yes. not Arthur Ashe. I, I, I was thinking that too. <laughs> yeah. And but it's he's, one he's of a businessman. Is businessman Arthur Ashe. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I who, did like... who, who is looking like if, if nowadays he would be looking at like his iPad, but it, it he has like some sort of, I guess, uh, scheduler opened up, you know, looking at, yeah. at something you know, like... Where's my meeting? <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Where do you I know, need to go from here? Yeah. But it's just one of those little weird things that, that you know, we do when we research things that it's just like, um, it, it's the more you once you become aware of it, it, it really sticks out. So th- thank you for, uh, vi- you know, validating me. No the YouTube's like, hey, yeah, it looks a little like Arthur. So yes. that's it. Otherwise, yes. it was a, it was a great minute on Hump Day. Yes, it was a great Hump minute. That is true. So a few <laughs> a few discrepancies uh, discrepancies here uh, in, oh. from the script. So first of all, um, when Harry and Sally depart, so they actually shake hands, which hmm. which they that's right. You know, no, they don't here. But I'm saying in the in the script. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. In the script, they have them okay. shake hands. Here they don't. You know, they they just more or less ignore one another and then part ways. There's no, uh, you know, nice seeing you or anything like that, which which makes sense. I'm glad they cut that out because it wasn't needed. And then Harry's line before of him saying, I'll just stop walking. I'll let you go ahead. He says, I'm going to stop walking for a minute and let you get ahead. So it's again, it's a little little different. Doesn't need to be changed. They they did it well. So the the documentary footage, though, is the, the, the story is slightly different. Okay. Hmm. Um, slightly. There's like more dialogue that they they cut out. So first of all, it says that they were married 50 years ago, not 40 years ago. Okay. Um, and then it says uh, we were married three years. We got a divorce. And then the woman says, "No one got divorced then, unless you were miserable. Not like now. You get a little upset. You get a divorce." <laughs> and then he goes, "So then I met Marjorie, but first you lived with Barbara, right? Barbara. But I didn't marry Barbara. I married Marjorie. And then I got a divorce." My brother's a lawyer. I got a rate. <laughs> <laughs> then I married Katie. And then the woman goes, the shortest one of all. <laughs> Man goes, less than a year. Another divorce. So then I was single. I crammed in a lot of living. I got it out of my system. And the woman goes, don't forget Roberta. The man miserable to be reminded of Roberta. Roberta. <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I like the way they did that. You know, it's 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 yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it's not necessary. They don't need it here, but it's fun reading it and and yeah, just yeah, imagining yeah. these two characters, you know, adding in this dialogue along the way. 
Yeah, so I, Fun, yeah. I like yeah, that. Definitely funnier on paper, but again, uh, yes. you know, and, and I, 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 it's worth, rem, you know, noting, yes, Mr. Reiner knew something about fake documentary footage uh, that, yeah, it's just a <laughs> little like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he directed these or if it was a second unit, but you see, you're like, yeah, let's let's leave it out. Let's streamline it. So it's a little less of a monologue and it seems a little more just conversational that it can flow if the little can, more yeah. flow. We want that to sound yeah. like, yeah, because, yeah, something I mean, the pit is <laughs> my brother. So I got a rate. I mean, that's a great line. You know, but yeah. sometimes you just <laughs> oh, got to let that one go. Throw that one back into the sea. Yes, completely. Okay, um, so every Wednesday we have a segment called Harry Burns Hump Day, where my guests will give their top five uh, Billy Crystal f- performances. So, Brett, what have you got for us? I Start t- with number five and work your way up. I know you don't you don't give them numbers, but you got to. No, I can gotta. I can give them numbers. I can give them numbers. Uh, number five uh, is the um, is the often forgotten. Joan Rivers directed Rabbit Test. That is an interesting little movie. Not the greatest movie, but you know she takes a kid. Uh, uh, she takes a kid on this chance. She takes a can- chance on this kid who's uh, playing the gay son on soap and puts him in a movie uh, of uh, Joan Rivers scripted and directed movie about the world's first male pregnancy. Wow! Uh, so 1978, The Rabbit Test. Uh, next gotta, we gotta throw mama from the train. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, it's largely, you know, Billy playing the straight man to Danny DeVito and, um, I'm forgetting, uh, great actress who played mom and Anne Ramsey and Ramsey. Thank Ramsey. you. Cause that movie doesn't from the Goonies. Sense. Yeah. That's from right. The Goonies. the Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. Ma. Yeah. Um, Ma Fratelli. Yeah. But it's, you know, I think it's, as a great comedian, Billy knows when to like, okay, this is Danny, this is your bit. So, uh, (laughs) that was good. Um, let's see, moving right along. Number three is, uh, I'm going to, you know, this one Harry, you know, he's, uh, defines himself as a leading man. We knew he's a comic actor. Uh, we knew all his great voices. Um, I, I I don't think I mentioned this the other day. Is you know, 1989, uh, the summer of 1989, a movie is a great time for surprises. A month earlier, uh, there's an even bigger shock uh, that we we knew what was coming, right? But Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. That's right. Right. So I've kind of and you know, as you probably read, Michael Keaton was uh, considered for the role of Harry. Um, yes. Hard to believe anybody but Billy Crystal playing this, uh, but there you go. So I think it's interesting that you know there was there were two cases of uh, comic actors surprising people, uh, basically playing. You know, they both they were both sort of like channeling thing characters. against the cast. Yeah, playing and doing a <laughs> fine job. Uh, number two, not the biggest role, but one of the most memorable, The Princess Bride. Uh, you know, I don't know how long Billy's in it, but, uh, have fun storm in the castle, right? You just can't, you know, it just echoes. Right. Uh, and then, um, not, not the greatest movie, but, uh, something about it. Mr. Saturday night, 
And uh, as I recall, that was kind of a, I think Billy wrote the script with his, I think his brother wrote it too, or did he have, anyway, I did, I know it's about two brothers and it's. Uh, yeah. David Paymer and, uh, yeah, David, and Billy Crystal. And David Paymer is really good in that movie too. Um, and yeah, you know, I just, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for, you know, that kind of a movie, sort of a, you know, fictional, you know, a, a fictional superstar. Um, and, you know, you know, got, you know, uh, so I recall he, Billy also did that character initially on Saturday night live. I think they did a fake, a little fake documentary. Maybe it was even Rob Reiner, but this whole concept of, uh, yeah, you know, like, a you know, vaudeville Catskills guy, early TV. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that movie. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So it was, that was written by, uh, Billy Crystal, Lowell Gantz, and Babalu Mandel. That's right. That's right. How could I? Um, yeah, because I think I don't think Billy has. And and Billy Crystal directed it. Oh, he directed it too. Yeah, because he, you know, yeah. one, you know, one, one funny thing. Uh, you know, it's it's the parenthood. It's the parenthood guys. Oh yeah. You know, Lowell Gantz and Babalu Mandel did did parenthood. Oh yeah, and so many other things. I mean, those guys, those guys yeah. were on fire as screenwriters. You know, they they could almost mm-hmm. do no wrong especially in the eighties. So that was, a, that would have, that would have been a real dynamic team up. I'm, I'm sure, you know, oh, they did, they did fever pitch also and yeah. forgot Paris there you go, Billy forget Crystal Paris. again. And, you know, I mean, you know, they, yeah. a league of their own, what, you know, yeah. city slickers. Yeah. Okay. They, they, they had a long uh, career with uh, Billy Crystal and actually gung ho, right. which was Michael. Again, I mean, well, there you go. Yeah, can, we haven't, you know, we have one. Maybe we'll talk a little bit. Of, it might, I think, comes up a little better tomorrow. But you know, they're, you know, the relationships, the people, you know, everybody knew each other. They, you know, how they'd work, you know, worked together. You know, there's interesting overlaps. Um, in yes. that, uh, there it was, you know, it, if you will, there's kind of this gang, uh. That they, yes. you know, they were all, they all knew each other. They all worked together and you see, you know, yeah, I was in this and I'll use them on that. So, um, I think that definitely helps that they, you know, they enjoyed working with each other. So, but more about that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. So, uh, Brett, once again, do you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Uh, you can get in touch with me on, I'm me personally, Brett still I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm I'm all over the internet in various ways. I I do a lot of podcasts with uh guys like Rob and a lot of movie podcasts. Uh five minutes of trouble, five minutes of bonsai. Wanna wanna do a, sh- a shout out to um also to my uh our ringleader, Mr. Jim O'Kane, and all the great podcasts he's had me on, and drama to minute. Uh, Apollo 13 minute, a Rocketeer minute. Uh, uh, Jim, you are the Henry Ford of movie by minute podcasts. <laughs> you have to give him like a, a, a movie related name. Not oh, Henry Ford. Uh, <laughs> I know Jim, you're a big William Wyler fan. So you might want to say you're the William Wyler of uh, movie by minute podcasting. You pick whoever you, you want to represent. That's, that's that. That's somewhat ironic because you know, just two years ago, he did best years of our lives uh, minute by minute. So True there enough. you go. True that enough. fits. Yeah, total fit. Hope that fits. Hope you like that, Jim. All right, and 
<laughs> and finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you